Hallelujah. So I have the singular honor of sharing the word of God with you this morning. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm blessed to be sharing this. Hey, these shoes are bigger than my, 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 my legs will fit in. Wow. Kindly lift up your right hand towards heaven. Let's acknowledge God and his goodness. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit who is here with us. Thank you for the administration of your word and the administration of your spirit. Thank you that our hearts and our minds are changed. And we see your glory like never before in our lives. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So, I'm sharing, I'm sharing on something very you know, simple and quick. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, the title of my message is Outer Darkness or Crowns. Choose your choice. Hey! Is there, is there a message? So, Outer Darkness or Crowns. Choose your choice. Because it's a choice. With all due respect. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you come to church, you hear all the things that uh, we dance about, we, we preach about, we sing about, we mime about, all the things that we do. Be a soul winner. Change your life today. You know, time no day. Chucky. Cannot fear. Cannot fear. All these books that have been written here is for a reason. If you pick this book, read your Bible, pray every day. There's a reason why Bishop wrote this book. Do you see? All these books were written for a reason. Because you are actually being trained and being raised for something. Something that is greater than you can ever imagine. A lot of times, most of us think that uh, it's just about this life. It's not only about this life. There's something bigger and something higher that God has designed for you to enjoy. It's not just about getting a car, believing in Christ so that you can get a car. Let's be serious. I mean, that is not... You don't need Jesus to get a car. I mean... Charlie, you don't need Jesus for a car. You don't need Jesus for a house. Let's be serious. You don't need Jesus for a beloved. Charlie, let's just be serious. I've been to see wild guys out there who have multiple girlfriends. For that. You don't need Jesus to be able to rap a girl. No. So there are higher things. Tell your neighbor there are higher things. There are reasons why you should read your Bible and pray every day. Every day. Every day. You see, because when you become born again, it's just the beginning. Your born again experience is just the beginning. You see, God needs you to be raised, He needs you to be trained, He needs you to develop. If you read in Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11. <laughs> the cheerleaders are a lot. It's a very powerful church. Yeah. I like cheerleaders. He says he gave Jesus after he rose from the dead. If you read from verse 8, you see it. You see, what is it then? He went down. He descended into the low so that he might ascend. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. You see, he gave gifts unto men. Next verse. Then he says, now that he ascended what is it? But he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. 
So when he went to the lower part, when he went to hell, he went to hell for a reason, so that you can get born again. And then he ascended to the heaven so that he can give gifts unto men. For those who are born again, by virtue of him going to hell, can be raised and developed. So if you read verse 10, verse 11, it says that, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, meaning that he wants you to grow. You know, the word perfect is katatismos. It means to fully equip. Hey, 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 it's a Greek word. It's a Greek word, I tell you. Hey! <laughs> Praise the Lord. It means to fully equip you. Do you see? With all the tools you need. That is why we have books, so that you can be equipped. That is why we have podcasts, and all of, so that you can be equipped. I see what I'm talking about. I don't, it's like some people don't like the message I'm preaching. I don't know if they, those at the back, I don't know if they like my message. Who are those? Who are those? Hallelujah. So you, you, you have to be perfected. You have to be raised. You see, then it says, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, you see, until we come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. He wants you to become a perfect man. The word perfect there this time around is not like the other one. This one is teleos. And, and it means, this is what it means. This is what it means. It's, it's the word from which we get words like television, telephone, telegram, all these things. You know, so you can have a television here, something is happening in Accra, and then it is beamed to you. Live. So what is happening in Accra is you are seeing it live where you are. Do you see? Someone come in in America and you'll be talking to, be talking to you on the telephone. And you can hear the person's voice live. You get live information, live everything. So what he's saying is that he wants you to grow so much to the point that whatever is happening in heaven, you are, you are living it live here on earth. Immediately. As it's happening on, in heaven, you are, you, it's happening with you here on earth. He wants you to f- be fully matured. You see, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, your born again experience is just the beginning. He wants you to grow. You need to, you need to read your Bible. You need to pray every day. You need to grow. It's important. You see, it's important. If you read in First Timothy chapter four, verse eight, it says that for bodily exercise profits little. You see, it's, it's, it's good. You can get a chest, a V. You can enter the gym. You can. It's good. It's important. You must exercise. You must do all of those things. You see, you must look good. You must try and whatever, weight loss. Right now, the ladies are into weight loss. Hey! It's not easy. Sometimes I ask some of the ladies, Charlie, if, if maybe the guy who is going to marry you likes big and plump, and you are busy trying to get weight loss, what will happen when he meets you? I, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So be led, be led. Tell me about be led, be led, be led. For bodily exercise profits little. But godliness, I don't know if you have amplified. The amplified is very nice. It explains it to us very well. Hallelujah. Listen to this. It's for physical training is of some value. It is. It's of some value. But godliness, then he puts into bracket, spiritual training do you see? Spiritual training. Spiritual training is of 
value in everything. In everything. Okay, if you want to get married, it is, it is useful. You want to start a business, it is useful. You want to be a preacher, it is useful. You want to bugger, it is useful. And whatever it is that you want to do, you say spiritual training is of value in everything and in every way. In everything and in every way. Hallelujah. In everything and in every way. Since it holds promise for the present life, now that's what I want you to see. It holds promise for this present life and the life that is to come. Spiritual training. It holds promise for this life. So not only, it's not just going to make you live a good life here on earth. I don't, mommy has had a very good life. Training herself spiritually and living for God. I mean, how many people her age are celebrated as much as she's being celebrated? You can't have some things happening for you. Charlie, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. People want someone to be say hi. They are not getting. They are not getting. Yeah. One day, one day, uh, uh, one day, one, <laughs> one of our pastors in uh, in UK. You'll be there. These bottoms of yours, they will sit on that airplane. I tell you. You fly from plane to plane. You'll be there. He said he was, he was, he was, uh, he was just, you know, on a bus. And a woman just came to say hi. And then he responded. That, oh, how are you? That was the end. The woman spoke for two hours. Telling him about things he doesn't know about. Just talking, talking, talking. After the two hours, then he, she said that, thank you for listening to me. God bless you. And then she left. She just needed somebody to talk to. Just to talk. She couldn't get and when she said, she said she had been saying hi to people, but they weren't, they weren't minding her. So when she said hi to him and he responded, he said, ah, I've gotten you, I've gotten somebody to, to talk to. Charlie, it's not easy like that, though. Hmm. So spiritual training is useful and of value in everything and in every way. In everything and in every way. So if I were you, I'll give myself over to spiritual training. Over. Like the Bible, no, you have to know it. You have to know what is inside. How can you believe in something you have never read? It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. How can you believe in something you have never read? You know? You have to, you have to pray. Why do we do all of these things? You see, because it is useful and of value in everything and in every way. For it holds promise of the life, the present life, and for the life that is to come the present life and the life that is to come. So I want to talk a little bit about the life that is to come. Do you see? Because whether you like it or not, one day you will not be here. This earth we are walking on. Eh? Maybe this area, some people were here about 200 years ago. They were just moving. They thought they were the, they were, they were the people. They were the guys. Okay, uh, they, are, they have shared, you understand? They are the one. They were the boys, boys, and the girls, girls, and everything you can, talk, you can think about. I tell you, right now they are all, they are all dead, not even one is here. So no matter what you do here on earth, you will not stay here forever. It's either you are dying or are being raptured. Whichever way you are going, you are not going to be here. Either by rapture or by death, you will still be going. You, you will go. They're going. That's where they're going. You will go. Hallelujah. So, you have to be serious with God. And you have to be serious with His word. Because there's something very big. So I want to show you something. 
Very, very big. It's big. So if you are reading your Bible, you should know that it's actually influencing something very big after this life. Not just here. After this life, there's something very big. You see? So some people say that, oh, we are going to heaven. It's true. You are born again, you are going to heaven. It's true. But you see, if you, if you say you are coming to Kumase, where is Kumase? No, no, like where is it? Like if you are, if you are in Accra, <laughs> if you are in Accra and you say that you are coming to Kumase, okay? If someone says he's coming to Kumase, where is the Kumase in Kumase? Where is it? You see, there are, there are various areas in Kumase. Or is it not true? So Kumase is a, it's a generic term. You all come, mommy. It's a generic term, isn't it? If you say you are going to Accra, Accra is big. There are various parts of Accra. There are various parts of Accra. The Accra, Accra itself, Accra Central, it's very small. But there are various aspects of Accra. Do you see? So you can't say, you are, which part of heaven are you going to? Because heaven too is very big. Which part? Because there are various parts in heaven. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not the same. I mean, no, no. Let's be serious. How, how can you expect to be in the same place with Paul? I can't, I can't think about it. I can't think far about it. What are you talking about? How can you expect to be in the same place as Peter? How can you expect your house to be close to Peter's house? What have you done for God? What have you done for Jesus? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So the heaven, no, there are various parts. There are zongo portions of heaven. Hey. It's true. No AC. None of those things. How many of you, how many of you um, would wish to be born in America? Charlie, let's be honest. You would want to be born in America. You prefer America to Ghana. If you knew you were going to be born in Ghana, you would have committed the abortion yourself. Am I lying? Some people chalk inside the womb. They are not, they are not coming down. <laughs> what a shock. So, listen. God is giving you an opportunity as a child of God to decide where you will be in, in, in heaven. Yeah. If you see the way you are saying that, if you, if you knew that you were going to come to Ghana, you wouldn't have come. You would have preferred America. So, same thing. Right now, you can decide as a child of God where you will be. Whether you will be in the nicest part of heaven or you will be in the sanctuary part of heaven. There. Because when you come to Kumasi, the Abu, 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 Abu is there. Is it true? Yeah. There's, there's a, a, a Dote, Sepe Dote. Do you know Sepe Dote? Do you know Sepe? Uh-huh. There are some corners inside. It's not easy, oh. Eh? Uh, Sophia, whatever. As, as am I. I tell you, very wild areas. If you pick a craft, for instance, there's United States of Assignment. They have New York, Russia, everything is there. There's Nima. I mean, one day, one day I, was, I was working in Nima some time ago and I had to carry some things through uh, some portions and there were some shortcuts that they said you could use. As I was going, I didn't know I'd enter someone's hall. It's part, of the, it's part of the road. Like, the guy was watching a TV and I was passing, he was sitting and I was passing in front of him. 
And it was normal. Like we were going, everybody's going, he's watching, he's still everything. It's fine, yeah. You can go to people's bathroom and all of that. Yeah, it's also part of Accra. Is this also part of Accra? I said it is also part of Accra. Yeah. So where will you be in heaven? Where will you be? Yeah. Where will you be? Where will you be in heaven? Yeah. Where will you be? That's the question. Outer darkness or crowns? Choose your choice. In Matthew chapter 25. Look at Matthew chapter 25. We are told about the talent, the, the, the problem of the talents. You know, Jesus spoke about the talents and how he gave, he was traveling. He says the kingdom of God is like a man who was traveling on a, on a long journey and he gave, he called the servants and gave them talents. To one he gave five, to the other he gave two, to the other he gave one. The one with the five worked with the five and got five more. Two worked with two and, get, and got two more. And then the one with the one went to hide. He was wise, so he went to hide his, his one talent. He hid it in the ground. And when his Lord came, he gave it back to him. That I knew that you were a wicked Lord. You were a wicked master. And you reap where you have not sown. Then he which had received, this verse 24, then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not stored. Very wicked guy. And his master said, take that one from him and give it to the one who has ten. Because the one who had five had been given five more. The one who had two had been given two more. They had all received more. And they have been made rulers over big things in his kingdom. He says, this is the, how the kingdom of heaven is like. You see? The kingdom of God, it, it, sometimes it's a, it's a misnomer. You think it's, it's a misnomer. The kingdom of God includes everything that God has created, including his angels, everything. The four living creatures, everything that is in heaven and outside of heaven, everything, all that forms the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of heaven is what Jesus came to begin when he came on earth. So the kingdom of heaven includes only men. Do you understand? It's only men. It's only human beings that are in the kingdom of heaven. That is the church that he, became, he came to start. And the people in the church. So every time you hear the kingdom of heaven is like this. He's talking about how, the dynamics of the church. How things in the church work and the future of the church. Do you see? So he's saying that all those who are in the church, all those who have come inside the church and are inside the church, there are three groups. There are those who have five talents. There are those who have two talents. There are, not, there are those who have one talent. And the one talent people have a tendency of burying their talents. Because there are some people around, every time, do, do this, do that. You know what to do, but you will never do it. You will never flow. You will never, they say we are winning souls. You will never follow and win the souls. They say we are doing it. You will never do it. I mean, it's like you are the bosses of the church. You just cross your leg. We are serving you. Ask your neighbor, are you the one he's talking about? Are you, what do you think? And he says that all those who are like that, eh, all those who are like that, eh, they will end up in outer darkness. So, oh yeah, I'm not the one saying it. So, drop down. Let's read from verse 27. It says, Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which has ten talents. Next verse. For unto everyone that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. So normally in the house of God, you see that those who are doing something are the ones who end up doing a lot. The, the, the reward of what? Hard work. Is what? It's more work. More work. And he shall have, have, have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. Next verse. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Some people think that this is in, is in hell. There, there are two 
outer darkness. There's one in hell and there's one in heaven. So you, you can imagine. I mean, if an outer darkness can be in heaven and another one can be in hell, then you should know that it's like, I mean, where, 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 which, where are you? He says, and cast the unprofitable servant. He's a servant of God. He says, cast that unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The one in hell is wailing and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and wailing are two different things. They are two different things. So the one in heaven is weeping. He says, they shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. They will be weeping because you remember all the opportunities you have to serve God. All the opportunities you have to grow up in the Lord. All the opportunities you have to read your Bible that you did not read. Your, the, the, Lord, the, the Holy Spirit told you, read your Bible this morning. When you pick the Bible, you, say, you saw, and the Lord said, ah, God, he has been saying so many things. We are tired. You put it down. And then you pick your phone and start Facebook. You Facebook at 11 p.m. And then you say, Lord, thank you for keeping me. Amen. And then you sleep. I tell you. Charlie, something big is happening. All. Yeah, God is building his church. God is building his temple. And he's using you and I to build his temple. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. Look at Ephesians 2 19. I don't know if you like my message. Look at Ephesians 2 19. It says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Right now we are of the household or the, the, the family of God. Then it says, next verse. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Jesus is always called the chief cornerstone. In 1 Corinthians 3.11, you don't go there. He says that uh, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Jesus is that foundation. Then he says, as a master, as a, as a wise master builder, I have built. Let everyone else take heed how he builds their own. So how are you building your house? How are you? Because every, all of us are constructing something. We are all constructing something, whether you like it or not. Spiritually speaking, you are putting some things together. Do you see? Spiritually speaking, every single day, you are putting something together. And it depends on you. It's all a choice. It's all your choice. It's all up to you. So all the things we say, read your Bible, pray, let's go here, let's do that. It's as, it's as though we are forcing you. It's like, because you've not seen the other side. You've not yet seen. Why do you think Bishop, Bishop Doug is always moving? He's building his household. He's building things by himself. I tell you, that man is a very serious man. I, even if we go for these uh, 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 Healing Jesus campaign conferences, if he meets three people there in the morning, he picks, he picks his microphone and starts preaching. He's a man on a mission. He's doing what he's supposed to do. No, he doesn't need 75 people to be there so he knows that his ministry is working. No, his ministry is working whether you like it or not. I'm working. Two or three is enough. I'm working. Yeah, because he's building something. Something is, something is at stake. Yeah. Something is at stake. You see? So he says, and I'm built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Next verse, verse 21. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. All the building. You are part of the building. Haven't you read where it says that you are God's husbandry? You are God's building. So you are God's building under construction. You are God's farm under cultivation. You see? So some things are being planted in your garden. Some things are being built in your building. Look at the next verse. Verse 21. Verse 22. It says, In whom ye also are builded together. You are also builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. God is looking for an habitation. He's looking for a temple to live in. And you and I form that temple. We are born again as stones. He says that you are living stones. First Peter chapter 2 uh, from verse 5. He says that you are living stones. We are all living stones. Isn't it? Now every stone, we must not remain as stones. We must be converted into becoming a building. 
every stone must be converted to become a building. How? Through reading of the Bible and through prayer and through fellowshiping with the Spirit and through soul winning and through working for the Lord. All those things help us. They build, that builds us up to become the building. It says we are built up together as an holy habitation for God. So if, if you are not built up, God can't live inside you. Yeah. God can't live in, I'm, I'm talking, We are talking about literal, God literally living in you. That's what he's talking about. You see. So don't joke with the word of God. Don't put it aside as though it's nothing. Don't treat prayer like it's nothing. And we say, let's pray for one hour. It's like they have, they have injected you with uh, 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 bitter, uh, bitter, what is it called? Bitters. Your face changes. But you can, you can watch an Indian movie for three hours. You can watch Bahu Bali. They'll be dancing. Do the do 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 And then, oh, you, are, you also stand up and then you dance. They'll say, Nehi, Nehi. You also stand up. Nehi, Nehi. Hey! What a shock. Let's read Bible. We are being built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Do you see? Let me try and show you the progression of the church. Let me try and show it to you. All of us, are, if you are born again, you are now part of the church. You are part of the, the, the body of Christ. That's the truth. Now, out of the body of Christ, those who are serious grow to become the bride of Christ. It's not everybody who becomes the bride of Christ. Because, hold on, in Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter, chapter uh, 5, verse 25, he says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word, so that he might present it to himself a glorious church. The glorious church and the church are not the same. Not having spots or wrinkles or any such thing. So he wants a glorious church that does not have spots or wrinkles or any such thing. Meanwhile, there are believers who are spots. There are believers who are wrinkles. Who would want to marry an old woman, wrinkled old woman? Nobody would want to do that. Yeah, so all those who form part of the wrinkles will be taken out. It's the, story, it's the same as the story of the five, virgins, the five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins. They were all born again. Virginity is a sign of the, the church. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. Paul says, For I have espoused you as unto. Oh, brothers and sisters. He says, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So we are to, he wants to present all of us as a chaste virgin to Christ on that day. Do you see? So the wise, the five wise ones were the ones who were really committed. Really, they were really waiting for their Lord, really committed to him, really looking forward to seeing him. The others were not looking forward to seeing him. So when things, when, when they, all, they all fell asleep and the master came, only five could go. The other five could not go. All of them are part of the church. All the ten are part of the church, but only five go in to celebrate the marriage and hence the marriage supper of the Lamb. You see. So what, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about these things? Are you going to be part of the bride? Because the, the church must become the bride. You must become the bride to be presented to the Lord. You see, and this, this is how it works. Remember, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, where I, where, where I quoted for you, it says that, Christ, that so that he might, Jesus died for the church so that he might present it to himself. A glorious church, isn't it? It's as though Jesus is the one presenting it to himself. But actually, it is not Jesus presenting it to himself. It is, the, it is Christians presenting each other to the Lord. 
So what we read in first, Second Corinthians eleven two, where Paul says, "For I'm jealous over you with a godly." He was preaching to his church. He says, "For I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy." Why? Because I have espoused you to one husband, so that I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. So he was going to present that church. So who are you going to present on that day? Everybody needs to present somebody. So who are you going to present? You must, listen, you must be built up as a child of God so that you can build up others. Yeah. You have to, you have to increase. You have to be built up so that you can build others and present others. So in Colossians 1.27, look at Colossians 1.27. I don't want us to read too much. Let's read 28 into 29 so that you see it. Colossians 1.28. He says, he's talking about Christ. It's Christ whom we preach, warning every man. He says, I'm warning every man. So this is a warning message. It says, Christ whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, so that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. He's talking about presenting as well. He presenting. Do you see? There's a crown for presenting. There's a crown for presenting people to the Lord. First Timothy. Maybe you think I'm lying. It's in the Bible. So it is either you are inheriting outer darkness or you are inheriting crowns. It's up to you. I tell you. First, first Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19. Look at First Thessalonians 2 19. Look at Paul. Paul said 2 19. First Thessalonians 2 19. Paul says, for what is our hope? Or joy? Or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? I don't know if you understand. He says, what is my joy? My joy on that day. There's, there's, uh, it's called the demon seat. There are different kinds of judgments in the Bible. There's a judgment of sin. There's a judgment of, uh, of uh, uh, the demon seat judgment. Okay? <laughs> the demon seat judgment. And then there's the white throne judgment. And then there's a the judgment of the sheep and goats. Bible. Have you seen how you don't read your Bible? Let me, let, me show you, let me show you what you should worry about. The one you should, because the judgment of sin has already happened in Christ. But as a Christian, you are going to be judged at the Bema seat judgment. The white throne judgment too is not for you. It's for only those who are not born again and are going to hell. Are in hell already. That judgment is for them to be, go to the lake of fire. That's Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat upon it. You see, let's read from verse 11. And I saw, verse 11 please. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat upon it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Next verse. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. Next verse. And the sea gave up the dead. That means something. The sea gave up the dead. That means, maybe another time. That thing, because if you read Revelation 21, verse 1, the Bible says that I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and there was no, for the first heaven and the first earth were gone away, and there was no more sea. Bona. He says there was no more sea. Meaning that the sea that we see, there has something. There's something inside the sea. Okay? If you read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Hold on, hold on. I'm just trying to help you. Okay? I'm just trying to help you small. Mommy, mommy says I should preach. So I'm just saying some few things. Listen, it says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Very good heaven, very good earth. God does not create bad things. Verse 2 says, and the earth was without form and void. The word was is higher. It means to become. 
It changed from its original state to become without form and void. And darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Do you see? Now, between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, it's a great gap. It's called, it's called the, great, the great gap theory. That is where dinosaurs and all... You see, they are finding fossils of dinosaurs and all of that in the soil, isn't it? That's where all of those things are found. Because the earth, as we see it, is billions of years. It's about 6 billion years old. But man, Adam was created 6,000 years ago. So where is the 5.99, whatever, the gap? Where is it? It's all found between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Do you see? Then it says, and God said, hold on, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Jump to verse 9. So the earth we are seeing now, look at it. It says, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together. The water that was covering the earth was the water that was God used to judge the earth that was then. Yeah, he, he brought water to judge them. This is not Noah's flood. This one is different. Okay? He says there was, dark, there was water upon the surface of the earth. I read it to you. Then he says, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together onto one place and let the dry land appear. And so it was. So the earth that he created in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, is the same earth he called out to come out of the water. So verse 10 says that, look at verse 10, and God called the dry land earth. So the earth we are standing on is the same earth he created. He didn't create another earth. He just called the land to come out because there was water on it. So he called the land earth. The, he called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters, he called seas. And God saw it was good. So the seas that was used, the water that was used to judge the world that was before Adam was, was created, is the same water that is there in the sea right now. Right now that is there like that. And there are beings in there that are being preserved for the judgment, for the last judgment, which is a white throne judgment. So he says that the sea gave up their dead. If someone was born again and died in the, the sea, okay, the person would go to heaven. It's just his body that's in the sea. If the person was not born again, he died in the sea. His body is also in the sea, but his spirit is gone to hell. Do you get it? So why is he saying in Revelation 20, 13 that it says, and the sea gave up the dead, which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead. Because whoever it is that is not, was not born again will go to hell. So the sea also has something. That's why it's preserving something. That's why it's salty. There are things inside. It's preserving. Salts for preservation. It's preserving some things inside. Hey! So on that day, all of those people will be judged there. But you and I. You and I. Tell me about you and I. You and I. We will be judged at the great... Bema throne of Jesus Christ himself. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, the things you are using this body for, of yours to do, and also the things that you are doing in the body of Christ. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may, may receive the things done in his body, according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Go to Romans chapter 14, verse 10. Romans 14, 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Are you in the church? Or why dost thou set at not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The word seat is bima. So they normally call it the judgment, the bima seat of Christ. And the word bima means a foot space. What it means is that it's like this towel. Just one space like this. Only one person can be there at once. And Jesus Christ will be sitting in front of you. And you'll be looking into your eyes. This is, the, this is the judgment. Listen. You'll be looking into your eyes. You'll be looking into your eyes. Okay? 
And guess what? Jesus' eyes are full of fire. If you read Revelation chapter 1. Hold on. Revelation 1 14. He says, when, John says, when he met Jesus, his hair was white as snow. Uh, John 1 14. Uh, sorry, Revelation 1 14. Yeah. His hair was as white as stone. He had a gather that was, he, he had a, a cloth that was gathered his, his, his puffs. And he said, it was, was as white as, as wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame. Of, he says, his eyes were as a flame of what? Fire. So with his flaming eyes of fire, He'll be looking at you like this and asking you, what did you do with your life for me? Are you in the church? I don't know what you are going to say. First Corinthians, hold on. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11. We're, we're reading it before and then we stop. It says, for, the, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Next verse, verse 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, so everybody's building. Some can build with wood, hay, stubble, gold, silver, or precious stones. Gold represents the divine life. Silver represents the, the redemption that is in Christ. Do you see? So everything that you do out of the life of God that is inside you, or everything that you do for someone to be saved, okay, and raised for the Lord. Precious stones represents things that you go through. Precious you go through because of Christ. The sufferings you go through. You see the rivers that were crossing up in the north. All those things that we're doing. Rewards, eh? You have no They are getting rewards, I tell you. You have to, you have to dive into mission work. Dive. I mean, try. Try. I'm not from Kumasi. I'm here on mission. I was born and bred in Accra. I'm here on mission. My time is over, so I'm going back. Yeah, I'm a missionary. So I'm just moving. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to build another church. Move, build, and then move and build and move and build. I'm not a fool. I'll not just move through the system just like that. Not when I'm listening to Bishop Dag. No, 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 no. It says, now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, wood is humanity. Hay is the foolishness of humanity. Stubble is the uselessness of humanity. Yeah. So it depends on you. So some people are building with their humanity. They are they are, you are building something, but then you are, it's useless. Look at the next verse. Verse 13. It says, every man's work shall be made, shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Which day? The day when you stand before Christ. That day will declare what you did for the Lord. Are you in a church? For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed. Your work shall be revealed by what? Which fire is that? The one in his eyes. So he'll be looking at you like that. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. What sort? What sort? Yeah, as he's looking at you, then all your works are just coming like that. Look at the next verse. He says that if any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon. Remember, we are building. If any man's work shall abide, which, shall, which he has built thereon, he shall receive a reward. And the reward includes the crowns. Right? Mention the first one too. Crown of rejoicing. When you present somebody on that day, built up for the Lord on that day. He says, Paul says, what is our joy? And what is our hope? And what is our crown of rejoicing? Is it not you at that day in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ? So on that day, when I present you, where mommy presents you and you go and you receive your rewards and you are coming back with your crowns. Mommy will be rejoicing like this. Hey! I did a good work whilst I was at, I was at a UDSA. Yeah. You two, who are you presenting? Ask your neighbor, who are you presenting? Who? Who are you representing? Look at the next verse, verse 15. If any man's work shall be bent, he shall suffer loss. 
but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire, meaning that the fire would touch you. His fire would touch you. So you will weep. That's why there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. You, you will gnash your teeth. Ah, if I had known. All the opportunities you had to preach the gospel to somebody. All the opportunities you had not to fornicate. Hey! The lady gave you scholarship. Scholarship. Ah. You looked around and looked into heaven and said, God, you understand. The issue is that you will lose, you will lose a reward. You could have said no and gotten a reward. But because you flowed, you've lost your reward. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? Should I go home? I should, continue? should I go home? Uh. Hallelujah. So all those who are burying their talent, eh, all those who are, you are not into reading of the Bible, you are not into praying, you are not into, you are just there. You are just enjoying the world. You have to be very smart. You are losing something. You are in secondary school. You have five boyfriends. What is wrong with you? Did you hear what Bishop Dark said recently? Watch it. Uh, people buy watch it. Not because the watch is something. It's cheap. It's cheap. Why? Hallelujah. So, you have to be smart. Get to the word. He says, spiritual training is useful and of value in everything and in every way. For it holds promise of the present life and the life that is to come. So if you do what you're supposed to do, you'll get crowned. Look at First Peter chapter 5. Let's read from verse 1. It's nice. From verse 1 to verse 3. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. And also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, who is the chief shepherd? Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd. He says, You shall receive a crown of glory. So there's a crown of glory. Apart from the crown of rejoicing, the crown of rejoicing is for presenting people on that day to the Lord as chaste virgins to be married to the Lord. While someone presents you. Do you see? That's why you can't say that you don't have a father or you don't have a mother. You are, you are an Ademusa. You are just there. What do you mean? What are you talking? Hallelujah. You know? He says, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, he shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. That fadeth not away. What is it for? It's for those who are into, who are into shepherdora work. If you're a shepherd, you are getting a crown, I tell you. All the calls, all the walks, all the struggle with people, all the things that you are doing, all the frustrations and the insults that people are raining on you, all the things that they are saying, don't worry. When they insult you, just lift your hand to the Lord and say, thank you, Lord. Crowns, crowns, crown of glory. Crown of glory. On that day, when you stand before him on the Adabima seat, he'll tell you, kneel down, my brother. When you kneel down, he'll set a crown of glory upon your head and tell you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and little. Come and be Lord of a match. Yeah. But others who come and stand there, they didn't do any shepherdoria work. He will look at you like this. Then you also look at him. Then he will look at you. Then he will look at him. Then he will look at you. Hey! There's a looking. Then all your works will be passed in front of him like that. And in front of you. Then you will see all the opportunities you had. 
Mammy was trying to make you a, 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 an elder. Was trying to make you a shepherd. Was trying to make you get into becoming a missionary. And you used unnecessary things. Oh, I, 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 my, I don't know if when I become a missionary, my a beloved, I'll get a beloved. Beloved. You will see all the things that you got into. Eh? And left, forgot about God and his things. This world is passing away. Everything. The Bible says that this heaven and this earth will be, will be ruled with fire. It will be destroyed with fire. So what, what, is, what is the point? What is the point? Yeah. You have to be smarter than every other person who is moving around. So do you want crowns or you want outer darkness? Which one do you want? Choose your choice. You want crowns? Yeah. Then you have to be smart. You have to be smart. Do something for the Lord. You see. Give. Give your life. Give your heart. Give your mind. Hmm? Personal study of the Bible. As a, as a Christian. Sometimes you wonder if we are still Christians. You wonder what is going on. Because Facebook is more powerful. Facebook is, an, is, is God in our lives. More than. More than. WhatsApp. I mean, you wake up in the morning. You see a text. Pim, 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 it's finished. You will be on WhatsApp till evening. You pray again. Nothing is finished. You see. Many crowns. Many, many, many crowns. There's a crown of life. Let me show you the crown of life. James chapter 1. <laughs> James chapter 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man that endured temptation. Hey. That endured what? Temptation. Yeah. For when he tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. You love the Lord. Says the one who blessed is the man that enjoy temptation. So you may be going through things. Yeah. Many things. Your parents are fighting you. This one is fighting you. Girls are sponsoring you. Boys are chasing you. You are being tempted. Okay, a big man with a fast stomach is, you know, proposing to you. As a young Christian sister. Hey. Blessed is the man that endured temptation. Are you in the church? For when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Which the Lord has promised to them that love him. You say no to all those things because you love him. I love Jesus. I prefer him to this big man. To this sugar man. I prefer Jesus to this sugar mommy. I prefer Jesus to this whatever. Yeah. The money, yeah. Right now, it's, it's a problem. A lot of young ladies who are just into money. Just money. Do everything because of money. Yeah. It's very quiet, I know. Crown of life. He says he shall give it to you. Temptations on every side. Trying to do something for the Lord and people resisting you. Yeah. About Jesus, Jesus himself said it too. It's a man's post. Mark chapter 10, verse 41, I think. It says, A man's post shall be day of his own household. He says, Don't think that I've come to bring peace on the earth. I have not come to bring peace. I came to bring war. I have come to set, set a, a sword on the earth. Yeah. 
for husband shall be turned against wife and wife shall be turned against mother-in-law yeah for whosoever loveth all these things more than me is not worthy of me it's in the bible i'm not the one saying it it's in the bible oh it's not in the bible the way the way it's not showing it's like they are saying they are thinking that the man of god is lying it's in the bible matthew chapter 10 i think uh, no it's not for it's i think 23 you can check from there it's in the bible Check it. Check it. So, brothers and sisters, it's up to you. Are you born again? It's up to you. How you go on, how you build, it's all up to you. Are you going to hide your talent? Or are you going to work with your talent? You are going to do what God wants you to do. Let's do this faith thing. Oh? Let's do this salvation thing. Let's build, let's do this church growth, church planting thing. What do you think about what I'm saying? I don't know if this is are in the church. Are, are you in the church? You are in the church. But I see you changing. Yeah, I see you changing. I see you being into the word of God. Yeah. I see you committing to the word. And committing to the Holy Spirit. I see the Holy Spirit direct you in every move of yours. You will never miss your way. You will fulfill your ministry and fulfill the calling that God has upon your life. And on that day when you stand before him, he will say, and you will hear in those ears of yours, well done thou good and faithful servant. For you have been faithful a little. Come and be Lord. Come. Come and be Lord over much. Come and be ruler over much. That's what I hear the Lord telling you. That's what I hear the Lord telling you on that day. Now you may be here you are not born again. Yours is lake of fire brother i tell you some people say that oh hell help michael jackson is there tupac is there all these people are there so they'll be singing and we'll be dancing brother there's nothing like that the bible describes hell as the place of worms a place of fire there's no time for dancing and music i tell you it's, it's the end this is the opportunity that god is giving you if you're here you're not, born, you're not born again i want you to rush to this place with every eye closed everybody standing if you are here you're not born again all these things i'm talking about you are not part you are going straight to hell when you die. Whatever it is that happens to you, you are going straight to hell. This is the opportunity God is giving to you. If you are not born again, come to me right now, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Don't let your friend... It's not, that, it's not about friends. It's not about friendship. Your friend can be born again going to heaven. And you are, you are just moving around, gallivanting around, going to hell. You don't know. If you should die today, death is not far from anybody. It's not, there's no expiry date written on anybody. We don't know. Maybe when you walk out of this place, that will be the end of your life. Come, don't let anyone and anybody prevent you from coming right now. Come to me, come to me, come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me now. Wherever you are, lift up your hands. The rushes are there waiting for you. Come. Come. Say, thank you, Father, for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross of Calvary for me. Thank you for letting him shed his blood 
his mighty blood upon the cross of Calvary. Today, I receive him as the Lord of my life. I declare boldly that I believe that he came to die and that he was taken to hell and that on the third day he was risen from the dead. I declare boldly that I'm a child of God from today onwards. I receive eternal life into my spirit. Now devil, you have no place in my life. My life is for Jesus. I'm secured in him. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a round of applause. Congratulations. Thank you. God bless you. Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Now, if you are here, you realize that you feel like rededicating your life to Christ because you've not been serious with God. Even the books, right? You are not reading. You have it, but you don't read it. If you are here and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, there's an anointing that is upon the house. For you see, mommy has followed Bishop Dak for a very long time. You see how her life has turned out. That's how your life is supposed to turn out. And that's how your life is going to turn out. Now, that grace is here for you to encounter today. So that some seriousness will be brought into your life and into your heart. So when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is to read your Bible. And you have the scriptures on your mind throughout the day. You'll be praying. One hour prayer will not be a problem. Two hours prayer will not be a problem. Three hours, four hours. Bishop, that prays for hours. You've been saying it. Is it because it's special? No. He has allowed himself to be trained and raised over a long period. And he's training us as well. If you are here like that and you want to rededicate your life to Christ, Lord, I want the same grace that is upon the servant of God of, of this house to enter into my life in a different way. Come forward right now, wherever you are. Come forward. And let me pray for you. Come forward right now. Come on. Come on to Jesus. Come on, Don't hesitate. There's a spirit of wisdom and revelation that is working in the, in the man of God. That is working in mommy that can work in you. There's a test that is inside the man of God's hands. work for you. I want to do something for you. I want to spend my life for you. So that on that day when I stand before you, I will not be found wanting. I will not hear thou wicked and slothful servant. But I will hear thou good and faithful servant. Good and faithful. Good and faithful. Good and faithful. Good and faithful. Lift your hand towards heaven. I'm praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God to hit your spirit from henceforth. From today onwards, that same anointing, that same grace that is upon Bishop Dan is going to rest upon you. That same anointing that makes him do the things he does, that makes him have the interest he has, that gives him the drive that he has, that makes him move around and do the things he does, that makes him read the Bible and always have something to say from the scriptures. That same grace is ministered to you from today on. That ability that he has to move around and do the work of God. To plant churches. To raise people. To raise pastors. To raise shepherds. To raise bishops. To raise 
people, businessmen for the kingdom of God. That same anointing is brought into your life from henceforth in the name of the Lord Jesus. I stand upon this altar and I speak the grace of God upon the man of God for your life from henceforth. I inject seriousness into your spirit from today onwards. From today onwards, you will find yourself serious with God. You find yourself reading your Bible. You find yourself praying to the glory of God. And you see yourself becoming who God has designed for you to become. And I know that on that day, you will not be found wanting before Jesus Christ. As he looks into your eyes, you will look back and smile because you will see the love that you had for him in your eyes. Father, thank you for your children. Thank you for your blessings upon them. Thank you for increase, spiritual increase, even in Jesus' name. Amen.